Hey everybody, welcome back to the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. With me, as always, is the president and founder of Landmark Home and Land Company, a company which has been helping people build their new homes where they want, exactly as they want, across the nation and worldwide since 1993. And that gentleman is Steve Tuma. How's it going today, buddy? Yeah, it's an excellent day. Good. It's a good day, a lot of... Uh... Customers calling in with interesting projects in different parts of the country with b- different building department requirements. It's it's interesting. Well, that's good because I've got more inter- interesting questions for you. So hope you're ready to, to field a few. <laughs> I probably have some interesting answers. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk today a little bit about uh, uh, plans again, but getting your plans engineered and... Uh, I'd like to go over a couple things again that we've we've touched upon a little bit in the past. One of those is uh, structural engineering. Can you uh, just give us uh, your basic expertise on what, what exactly structural engineering is? In a simplified version, it's just to make sure that the structural design of your home can withstand the the happenings on your site. So let's just say you're building in Colorado. There's a lot of s- snow in areas. Some part of Colorado is more desert, but a lot of it's snow. So you can end up with a big snow accumulation overnight. Because of the mountains, you can also end up with high winds. Also, the way that mountains are, you can uh, end up with expansive soils. Uh, so then if you took that same house and said, hey, let's build it in California, you're going to be in an earthquake situation. If you said, hey, no, I want to move to Key West, Florida, Suddenly, you're in a hurricane situation. So the structural engineering develops the structure, the thing that holds the house up, to to be able to withstand those those conditions. And sometimes those conditions, like I say, are earthquake or wind or snow loads or expansive soils, and those, that that's what we look at. So basically, to simplify it, it's it's just to make sure the structure is strong enough to with, withstand the the conditions that it's going to be built within. Mm-hmm. And we've talked a lot about um, working with building departments in in uh, you know specific areas where wherever a customer happens to be building a house, he's going to have to deal with the, the building department in that area, and uh, and the requests that they they come up with. Do they request different structural information a lot? Yes, it it can vary considerably because building departments are different. It's 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 a national code, mm-hmm. but the enforcement of that code is different in different areas uh my opinion is basically because some areas the building departments are more sophisticated and others they're they're uh, a little less sophisticated so that means that some areas like i mentioned before where they don't even ask for building permits other places they want simplified uh structural engineering like header and beam calculations just to make sure that the beams that are holding up your house or the headers that are spanning your window and door openings are strong enough to support it mm-hmm. that that's more on the basic side others will go through and want just foundation design because of the ground conditions that happens a lot in Colorado and Texas and a few other places hmm. and then other places want the full design that's the foundation and the complete wood structure shear walls Different connections, beam sizes, and and uh, diff- different situations to make sure that the house is strong enough. So it's a it's a 
it can be a, a pretty detailed process. The key point to it is that whatever your building department wants, we're, we're fully capable of engineering the plans to those, to their requirements and make sure that the plans are complete and, and accurate for that. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it, it can be a little interesting because some building departments don't communicate as well. So they'll just say, Oh, get me engineering. And I was like, well, is there a specific details that you're <laughs> looking for? But that that's where we come in and we help out. We'll communicate with them and, and find out uh, what, what it is that, that they, that they need. Mm-hmm. So it, it can get, be a little intricate, but we're fully set up to get that taken care of. Oh, and one other detail are trust designs. All trust designs should be stamped by a, an engineer licensed in the state, and we always supply the trust designs to make sure that they're they're set for the proper loadings uh, for for the design of the home. And would that include, like, uh, let's say, calculations for things things like headers and beams? Uh, that's that must go along with structural information. Yeah, those are that's that's more of a basic one. Some mm-hmm. some like certain parts of Pennsylvania, New York, will just add ask for the. Uh, header and beam calculations mm-hmm. you know and then some some will ask for foundation only some will ask for the full structural design so it's really building department by building department mm-hmm. and what what can be confusing at times and you know people can rely on us to help them through this is some building departments will say they don't need structural design mm. and then you turn the plans and they say well where's your engineered set of plans all oh, right yeah, so sometimes we can help and 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 clear that up to go through and and get that worked out. The reason that that comes in is a, a lot of the times people will talk to a secretary in the office who gives a standard answer compared to asking to say, "Hey, Mister Customer, what type of house are you building?" Hmm. So where where that can get confusing is in some of these areas. They'll say, "No, you don't need engineer stamp plans if you're building a simple design." But let's just say suddenly you, you turn in plans for a chalet design with 19-foot walls, tall ceilings, big glass, win- big windows. Mm-hmm. That falls outside of certain parameters that they have that they can just, re- that they can just uh, review quickly. So that, that could be why, why it gets a, a little bit confusing. But either way, we're, we're here to help. But California, you, you need engineering everywhere except for parts of Humboldt County. Um Parts of Texas, you're going to need uh, foundation design. As you get to the coast, you're going to need full structural design. Uh, parts of Arizona, Colorado, uh, New Mexico, you're going to need e- partial or full engineering. The East Coast, all along the wherever a hurricane or high wind hits, um, you're going to need structural design. And what what's interesting about these is the interpretation. We did a house on Block Island off of Rhode Island, way up north. They needed hurricane engineering mm-hmm. because so many of these storms are now ending up that that far far up. And we've even been in situations where in Tennessee they need a certain level of engineering. Mm. New York, Pennsylvania, some of those air states around there, they they made uh they may need very simple engineering or, or need more in depth engineering in the plain states. It, it can vary significantly by building department and also where they're located and the sophistication of the building department. But again, it's not something to worry about. Mm-hmm. Just let us know about your project. We'll search it out. We may need a little bit of your help if it's a smaller building department because 
They may not have a website. <laughs> they may just have a forum and they want to have coffee with you and talk about it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we, we've been able to, to help everyone get get through the process. And we do have engineers licensed in every state um, and some foreign countries. So we're able to go through and, and get the plans put together. And if, if the building department throws a curveball, we're pretty good at taking care of those as well. So, mm. um, so far we've been able to take care of every single one and every customer's gotten permits. It gets a little uh, confusing and I can imagine overwhelming for uh, some potential builders. Like, like uh, does, does structural in, uh, information that may be required, would that include a lot of times foundation design? Yes. Yeah, the foundation design is 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 very important. It actually is what holds your house up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so kind the, of important. Yeah. So so the found and that that's generally in an area if they ask for only foundation design mm-hmm. and not the the above wood portion of the house, mm-hmm. it's probably because they've got expansive soils that under different conditions the the soil will heave and lift a foundation. So um, areas that are mountain areas, they they may request that, um, and then uh, you know part, parts of Texas, mm. there, there's a lot of expansive soil. So, but it, it can vary area by area. But yeah, foundation design is a it's it's a very important part of it. Now, in some of these areas where they don't ask for engineer stamp plans on that, we would develop. A typical set of plans and an assumed uh, ground condition, and you can review them with your your uh, foundation contractor, and we can make any adjustments. Mm-hmm. You hit about something a little bit earlier: uh, trust design. Is that something else that's that may uh, a building department might come back with and want specific trust design information? Yeah, it's, it's trust design in itself is is very specific. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you've got a you know, let's let's just say the twenty six by forty house. They want to know that it carries the the right loads, the live loads, the dead loads, and and different situ- you know snow loads, ground snow load situations. So those are all details that that we would go through and and get put together. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very important. And a lot of building departments say, hey, you know, we'll approve the trusses after you install them. We we kind of say, well, that's kind of backwards. You know, let's let's get it all designed and get it approved up front. And then, then deliver them and 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 get them installed. So, mm-hmm. trust design is is very important, mm-hmm. as is the the complete design of the home. But uh, most building departments want to review those up front. How do how am I going to know if my building department requires uh, the engineered stamp plans? That's uh, that seems a little bit vague sometimes. It, it can be tricky. Um, where it gets tricky is in parts of Arizona, New Mexico, and, and Colorado, and then some of the plain states, um, Montana's and the Dakotas. They uh, generally all of California will request it. All of uh, uh, Florida will will request it, and then up the West Coast and up the East Coast, they'll, they'll need it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of building departments, like I say, they they don't always communicate it well. They don't say yes, you need engineer stamp plans to get permits. They'll say you need to meet this code. Well, the the situation is the code may or may not dictate. It's more their interpretation of the code of, of what you think. Our belief is if you're in an area with high wind speeds, earthquakes, big snow loads, mm-hmm. expansive soils, you should definitely do it. Now, 
I've just provided an answer there, but I don't want to create confusion for people because how how do you know what a high wind speed is? Mm-hmm. You know, you go outside in a forty mile an hour wind and you're standing there. That seems high. Generally, ninety miles, a hundred miles, say a hundred miles an hour over um, is generally they they would do it. But there, the building department will generally tell you they'll need it. There are certain conditions where they might say you don't need it, and then after they see the design of the home. It's there. Now that that falls back in our experience where we when a building department says, Hey, we don't need engineer stamp plans, there might be details of the house where we realize they're gonna come back and ask. Mm-hmm. And though those details might be big walls, big, big expansive walls that are tall with a lot of glass in them, or designs that are beyond a typical design. So something typical would be a simple design or, or how, how home that's uh, fairly common. But if you took a home with a bunch of 15 and 20 foot walls with uh, a lot of glass in them, that might be different. A home that's got three levels exposed, they, they may ask for that. Different roof designs, they, they may ask for it. The reason being is it gets a little more complex and some building departments aren't don't have the resources to to verify that and they pass it on on to the structural engineer now we're fully capable of taking care of those things we do it every single day so it's not a big deal it's more the situation of of finding out what the building department wants and they're getting better at communicating either you call them we can check a building's um the building department website we can call them and and have a discussion with them and and we we've got an understanding of of what they need in general, but sometimes we just need to see their particular perspective on, on what they think is important to put on plans. But I would say 70 or 80% of plans are all the same mm-hmm. and engineered plans. It's the 20 or 30% that's kind of, you know, detailed by their particular experiences. Mm. And sometimes what one inspector wants is different than another one, even if they're in the same building department. So we've got to, uh, you know, sort through that. But what we do is we've got a, a method of making sure that the plans are complete, turn them in, and then if the uh, they come back with a checklist of items, they're usually pretty specific, saying, hey, we need verification of these three or four items, or 10 or 15, whatever it may be, and then we can go through and respond to them, and typically uh, a customer would obtain the permit. Mm. So uh, it can be a little tricky in places like Colorado, parts of Arizona, New Mexico, and the Plain States, parts of Illinois, um, even in northern Michigan, northern uh, Minnesota, uh, and then up in the northeast the the building departments may have different requirements for different types of designs or different building conditions but like like i mentioned we 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 can take care of them so a customer shouldn't consider that to be like a big bad situation it's just something we 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 can jump in help them along and make sure that uh the plans are done properly Mm -hmm. well you know Building inspectors, to the average person, uh, somebody says, ooh, you have to see the building inspector, or I guess an engineer would be about the same, (laughs) like the man behind the curtain. You just never know. But when you you walk in, you drop off your plans, how involved does an engineer get? I mean, do they do actual calculations and and structural (laughs) design details, or do they just simply stamp your plans and send you on your way? 
Well, there's a couple things there. Um, way back, there were engineers that would just look at any piece of plan, stamp it, and move on. But mm-hmm. I think as building departments get more sophisticated and knowledgeable, and as the insurance companies of these professionally licensed engineers get involved, they want to know that the people are actually doing the work. Mm-hmm. Other engineers do different things. We actually go through and do the actual structural design based on calculations. So... If there's a certain specified beam, there's a calculation showing how much that beam can carry and Mm. make sure that it's good for the design. And then there's also design details showing the connections, basically showing the foundation, the connection of the foundation to the floor, the floor to the wall, the wall to the roof, and sure wall locations and different stuff. So we actually go through and do a full set of plans. The idea that someone's out there and just by, you know, magic and they understand it and they, they can just say, hey, I know this is fine and stamp a set of plans. You know what? It may work, but we'd rather have the documentation to show that we know it works. Mm. You know, so if a building department has a question or anyone else has a question down the road, it can be documented that, hey, th- this is what's this is what's uh, going on. Now, you mentioned something about the intimidation of talking to a building department or an engineer we're fully set up for that we we can work with you to get you the set of plans so you can go in with a complete plan set turn it in and and get the permit and also the engineers i work with the engineers and all the design people to do it so i can i can filter it so that any communication we have with the customers is at a level that they understand it. If they're very technical, that's great. If they have a, a, a lesser understanding, we can go through and, and take care of that. But you do, if you're in a place where you need full structural engineering, you do want it to be done right. Mm-hmm. Can you, uh, do you mind going over some of the other types of uh, engineering that may be required that we haven't touched upon today? Yeah, generally, um, other buildings or some building departments We'll ask for plumbing, electrical, and HVAC. Mm-hmm. HVAC being heating, ventilation, and, and air conditioning. Right. It, it it's not extremely common, but it, it it is happening more and more. Where building departments want electrical load calculations to show that if if you have a house of two hundred amps or four hundred amps, that that's exactly what you need. They want riser diagrams, how it gets, how the power comes into the house, and how it gets distributed. Uh, we were running into more requests for plumbing, uh, plumbing being water, but also gas piping to know that the pipe sizes are right. And then also the HVAC, the, the heating and air conditioning systems to make sure that the, the heat cal- loss calculations done right to make sure that the, the sizing of the heating and air conditioning units are properly done. But also verification to make sure that the duct work and the returns are right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes this comes out of situations where, you know, equipment's getting a little more technical. Are, are the installers keeping up with the knowledge? But it, it, it also can be very helpful to people when they're out there getting bids. Because when you have a certified, let's just say a, a foundation, not a, a, a heating and ventilating and air conditioning design, you know that everyone's bidding the same system and one guy isn't getting a lower price and, you know, keeping a duct or two out of your room, a room. And then you find out that, hey, maybe it, the room's not as comfortable as it should be. Mm-hmm. We've all been in houses where there's a room where there's a cold spot or, right. or right. a room that's cool for whatever reason. <laughs> well, 
it's quite possible when that house was built, someone saved a thousand dollars, right? And now they've got a cold room. You know, <laughs> that's that may not be the best thing to do. So the, those are basically the the main engineering, the structural engineering for the foundation and the house, the plumbing, the electric, and the heating and ventilation. Now there's other details you can get into with civil engineering, uh, and that gets involved with grading plans and drainage plans. So let's just say that you're building on a, in a, in a, a mountain and you've got some rolling hills and you're, you know, or maybe some steeper parts of it. A civil engineer would go in there and figure out the best way to put your house on the land to make sure you've got a legally accessible driveway to make sure that where you want your patio or whatever it fits and to make sure that the ground conditions are right for a properly installed foundation. And then that civil engineer may also help with a drainage plan to make sure that, you know, when it rains, the water comes off your house and driveway or any other non-porous areas and, and the water gets distributed properly so you don't flood a neighbor out or flood your own driveway or whatever it may be and make sure that the uh, the drainage follows the, the planned drainage for the county. So th- those are basically the uh, the main types of engineers that we get into. Um, okay, sometimes in, in certain areas you'll, you'll need a geotechnical engineer so that you can go through and they could take a boring of the ground to find, to do a geotechnical test, which is basically the strength of the soils. And then there's also the possibility of a geologist to find out what's under your house. Mm-hmm. Are you on a fault line? <laughs> you know, type of situation or right. what kind of rock is there. Though those are a little you know, the geologist is pretty rare. The geotechnical engineer in those areas where where uh you you need full foundation engineering is 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 pretty common. But I just rattled a bunch of people off. I'm telling you the people that you might need to have, we can help you with a lot of those. You shouldn't get overburdened with it. It's just have an understanding that it might need to happen in certain places. Where where you might need more of those is in like Colorado and California and Florida, other places, you know, the Midwest, some of the Plain States, the Northeast, some of the Northwest, you, you don't have to get that that deep. So we're talking about engineering here. So if it applies to you, we're we're uh, we're capable of helping you and uh, and there, we have the knowledge to go through and make sure that you're set up properly to have an understanding of what's going on with your project so it's easier for you to budget it and build it. Well, okay. That's going to do it for this episode of the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. But before we head out, Steve, tell our listeners uh, once again how best to get hold of you guys over at Landmark Home and Land Company. The best way is to give us a call at uh, 800-830-9788. We answer the phone if... For some reason, you do get a voicemail. We will call you back right away. Uh, we we like to talk to our customers, find out what we can do to help them, and and we're responsive. And then uh, you can also check our website out. The company is Landmark Home and Land Company, and the the website is just the initials L is in Landmark, H is in Home, L is in Land, C is in Company dot com, LHLC dot com. And you can always uh, email Mike. He he works with people up front at Mike at LHLC.com. Or you can contact me, Steve, at Landmark at LHLC.com. And then uh, we're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. 
So uh, you can find us there. Check some videos out and pictures and cool information. Awesome. And there you have it. So for Steve Tuman and myself, thanks for joining us again, and we will see you next time. Have a great day. 